0: like we don't disclose exactly, but in like the 5 million ARR ballpark. book.
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hello everyone, my guest today is Aaron Rubin. He's the founder and CEO of Ship Hero. He's previously the founder and CEO of an online retailer of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Apparel that he founded in 99 at age 19 and ran until he started Ship Hero. All right, Aaron, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, sir. All right, what does the company do and how do you guys make money?
0: Ship Hero is a SaaS product. We serve e-commerce companies and 3PLs. 3PLs are third-party logistics companies who ship for e-commerce companies. Uh, we make money by charging
1: monthly SaaS. Monthly SaaS. Is it pure SaaS or is there like a marketplace play as well?
0: Uh, our revenue is almost all from SaaS. We do drive some revenue to our 3PLs and we get a little money off it, but it's not uh, significant compared to the SaaS revenue.
1: Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And so so on average, like what do companies pay you per month? And then can you paint the picture of a company paying you and how they're using you?
0: Yeah. So it varies Pretty widely, um, especially because we had legacy customers. We used to start and serve smaller customers, so we still have a bunch. Um, average customer pays us uh, about fifteen hundred a month. Okay. Um, but our three PLs generally are paying us between five and ten thousand a month because they have a lot of more shipments more shipments. They're shipping for a lot of merchants. Um, versus if someone was shipping on their own in their own warehouse, they might be paying us five or seven hundred dollars a month.
1: Okay, and so someone paying you fifteen hundred bucks a month versus you know five thousand dollars a month, what do you price against? Is it like number of boxes shipped, or square footage, or what? Just seats. It's just, just, oh, just one 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 angle, just pure how many seats?
0: Yeah, well, three PLs we charge for seats. Plus What's a three PL by
1: the way? So third party logistics company. So let's oh, say you okay. make
0: socks, you don't want to ship out of your basement, you outsource it. So those yeah. guys, those guys use our software, and then they give you a log on to use our software as well but you don't have to pay us. The 3PL pays for
1: your subscription as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. And put this on a timeline for me. When did you launch the company?
0: So we started on it, you know, nights and weekends, me and my co-founder about 2013 um, got first customer really like 2015 and then about 2017, we started to get some like real traffic in
1: 2015 that first customer. Tell me that story. Who Who's you have to bribe to, to get them in. <laughs>
0: right. Well, so, our real first. So I had an e-commerce company. Um, so that was actually a friend of mine was customer one. Um, my own company was customer two. Those were easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the easy ones. Um, my friend was company wine Chateau. They're still a customer. They got a bunch of retail stores and they ship, uh, wine and spirits. Um, we actually early days, we spoke to so many people. The one that I regret so much is uh, fashion Nova. Have you ever heard of fashion Nova?
1: No, but I, I assume they're big now.
0: Fashion was huge. They're like Cardi B is like their influencer. I think they're like top three Shopify store in the world. Why didn't they sign up? We spoke to the CEO like several times. We were, it was like super early days. The product was so narrow. We spoke to him. I think he did trial it, but like, I don't know. I remember chatting with him about like his vision and it was like nasty gal back then. He's like, Oh, we're going to be like nasty gal. You know, like, Way bigger than Nasty Gal, uh, I think Nasty Gal shut down or something. Um, but yeah, whatever. They just didn't go with us, and they were yeah. So tell Basically. a story of the one
1: you of one or two that you closed. Like, how are you getting your first couple dozen customers?
0: So uh, Shopify App Store was the first. Year. Not okay. anymore, but that was in the early days. There was it was like a barren wasteland out there for if you needed software. I remember talking to the head of um, BizDev then. BizDev or the app store is like, all combined, they were much smaller than, and I said, hey, we're building this product and it's got all this automation and you could use iPads in the warehouse and it's gonna serve your bigger customers. And we're like, you know, people that are doing a few hundred orders a day, at least he's like, yeah, we don't have those customers. You're in the wrong spot. Shopify back then only had the tiny, tiny customers, but as they were growing and they got those bigger customers, there was no one to serve them. So how did did you position yourself
1: in the app store to make sure they found you? Like, was there keyword ranking or metadata stuff that you did to optimize or reviews?
0: Um, yeah, so back then it was purely based on reviews, um, which makes it hard to start. Uh, so like ShipStation has been around forever and they're the kind of industry default. Um, they have way more reviews, so it was hard. So we'd only get the people who like got through the first few and they didn't meet their needs. They'd come to us. So we always, people had hard problems.
1: Yep. That's interesting. And how many customers have you scaled to today? Um,
0: so people that pay us directly, so not counting the merchants on 3PL, uh, around 300.
1: But you would count one PSL as, as
0: one, right? Right. One 3PL would be one, even though they might have 200 sub merchants. Yeah. Yeah. That would be what.
1: So, so, so Aaron, I mean, can I multiply there? Can I take 300 times 1500 bucks a month? That puts you at like 450 grand a month in revenue.
0: Yeah. We're like, we don't disclose exactly, but in like the 5 million ARR, well.
1: Five million. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so right around there then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Good. And then help me understand growth. So if you're around that today, where were you back? You know, a year ago.
0: Well, so 2018 we were 2.6x. 2017. Okay. Um, this this year, you know, story still still to be told. Um, but hopefully
1: similar-ish. Well, do you know where you finished 2018 at? So if you're at a five million run rate today, what were you at, like four and a half or four?
0: Um, I don't remember exactly, but ours. Business is somewhat seasonal in that Q4 is when we get most of our growth because people are ramping for getting prepared for holidays.
1: Okay. So if you, if you look at where you're at today and you go back 12 months, obviously that takes in the holiday season of 2018. Yeah,
0: of, it's around the same. So it's around
1: you that down 0.6x. You said 0.6x? 2.6x. Oh, 2.6x. Okay, so you're more, than, more, than, more doubling. than doubling. Yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah, yeah so so maybe like I'm making this up like 200 grand a month, right, about a year ago. Now you're at like 450, something like that. Something like that. Is most of the growth coming from adding new logos or getting more and deeper engagement from your current ones?
0: Uh, more from the current ones. Most okay. of our growth is from existing customers.
1: Yeah. So, so that's rare. Most people drive, you know, growth from adding new customers. So talk, talk to me about your secrets of customer engagement. Once they start paying, how to get them to double, triple, quadruple, what they're paying you.
0: Well, so one interesting approach for us is to mark these three PLs is really tough. It's a challenge we're, we're trying to figure out how do we get these three PLs to know we exist? Um, so the, what's been happening so far is a merchant, Will be familiar with our software, and they'll go to a 3PL, and they'll be like, "All right, well, when I want to outsource to you." And they'll look at the at the 3PL software, and they're like, "The software sucks. Get try ShipHero. It's better software." Um, so what the 3PL will do is they're like, "All right, I'll try ShipHero just for you, right?" So that we only get one merchant to start. Mm-hmm. So they sign up, and they're like, "We'll just do it for this one merchant," mm-hmm. and then because it's a lot of friction to change existing people. And then what will happen is if we're doing a good job as they get new customers who don't care what software they're on they don't know any software in advance. they'll put them on our software so we start growing from the minimum you could pay as a three bills a thousand dollars a month so you'll start at a thousand dollars a month and then you might get to five or eight or ten thousand over the next couple of years uh, just by adding more users so we just got to get our foot in that door
1: interesting all right and talk to me about how you've built this in terms of funding so have you bootstrapped or raised uh,
0: so I put in the first cash um, from my previous company. Once we hit, which was uh, 1.2 million, that I put in my own money. Once we hit um, around 100k MRR, I got some friends and family on safe notes for like 435 thousand from them. Okay. And then two months ago, we borrowed some money um, from a company called Lighter Capital. Yeah. So we borrowed 800 grand from them. <laughs>
1: Many of you guys listening have built incredible SaaS tools to help other founders, specific industries, really get value or make some system easier. The problem is you can't help your clients until they import some portion of their data. And you've considered on your Trello board and your sprint timelines, spending weeks, building a CSV importer for certain data sets. You're smiling right now because you know, I'm right. And either you do it and you waste engineering time or you don't do it. And your customers have a horrible time getting onboarded. And listen, let's face the facts. Your ability to give value to your customers sometimes is very dependent on their ability to get you their data. Once you have the data, everything is really smooth. Well, this exact problem probably explains why FlatFile is growing so quick. They've raised over $44 million and they do exactly this, the data onboarding platform for your marketing teams, your engineering teams, they enable you to get usable data faster so you can focus on what matters most to your business. And the fastest growing companies like like my friend ClickUp, Zeb, multi-billion dollar valuation, they all use Flatfile. Now, Flatfile reached out. They wanted to sponsor. I said, you got a good deal for us? And they do. For anyone listening, any anyone that's part of the top entrepreneurs community or Gitlatka, you can get a deal now to get started today at NathanLatka.com forward slash Flatfile. And they make it so easy, by the way. Their onboarding is beautiful. You don't have to commit to a bunch of stuff. You can actually see a demo live instantly right now. Check it out. NathanLatka.com forward slash Flat file. Was that on a term loan or revenue based financing?
0: Yeah, so they say they do revenue based financing, and I had spoken to them and I said, I don't want to do revenue based financing. I want a term loan. And then they gave me a term loan.
1: Why didn't you go to an SVB or a SaaS Capital, which typically can give you cheaper term loans and lighter? Yeah,
0: so I spoke to SaaS Capital um, and lighter. Sas Capital. I spoke to them, and they didn't get back to me. They did have a lower cost of capital, but they wanted warrants, yep. lighter capital. Like it was like three weeks from when I said I want money on a term loan until I had money in my bank. Yeah, it was like almost no time to talk to someone else. They just they they did a great job of keeping the momentum. The price was reasonable. It was probably two or three points more than um, Sas Capital would have been. But A, I don't even know if Sascap will give me the money in the end. And sorry, so hold on. The, the so total easy.
1: vehicle was eight hundred from Lighter. Yeah. And and what was it typical? Like four or five, six percent of gross monthly receipts. Oh no, no, you did term loan. No, sorry. So I'm what just was there a term? Loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, so what interest rate did they just arranged? Yeah, I don't
0: know if I'm allowed to say because you know, they don't typically do that. I did sign something when I did it. Well, it was I'll say I mean, between I, 10 and 20. Yeah,
1: I don't want to get you in trouble, but they have talked about this publicly somewhere where they have they shared like ranges of what they would do on a term loan. Um, the reason, so it was at
0: the very, it was like a, it was a quarter point above what they said. The bottom end of the range was when they spoke to me. I don't
1: yeah. know what they call Yeah, yeah. So that's fair. Somewhere between 10 and 20% is fine. Um yeah. the the um and that is the true cost of capital, right? Is there are there any there's no warrant coverage, no anything PG, else. no personal guarantee, no covenants. No. The
0: at the end of three years, like if I never want to talk to them again, that's fine. It's three year term, so it's like fantastic. Unlike anything else where you kind of stuck with them because you got warrants or you got a board seat. No board seat, no warrants. Only weird bit was I had to get life insurance for myself. But what really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? Well, yeah, apparently. Cause like key van life insurance that pays them. So that's pays interesting. 800k If I die, so.
1: that's so funny. Okay, good. So all in equity wise, not including your own money and not including ladder, you raised 435 from friends and family. Ooh, I lost you there for second. Aaron. Is that right? Just 435 from friends and family. That's it. Yep. Yeah. The rest is your money or lighter. That's great. Um, do you think venture debt makes sense for a lot of people today?
0: That's uh, always cheaper than equity. If you think you're going to be successful, debt is always cheaper.
1: Yeah. What's your so team? Yeah. What's your team size today? How many folks? Forty-one people. Forty-one. That's amazing. And then churns obviously critical in this space. Now, I'm really curious to understand this because it sounds like this number is going to be very large for you. When you look at what your expansion revenue is on the cohort that signed up a year ago, what is the just the expansion to, typically?
0: I don't have that number. It's so we have negative net churn. How negative? Um, I want to say it's like 2% a month, but I don't, I mean, that's really me guessing. I haven't looked in a while.
1: No, that's okay. That's okay. Do you know, do you know what um, gross churn is before you add back expansion? Like, are you losing like 10% a year or something?
0: Uh, It's actually really small on anyone who's gone live. So for us, the challenge is always get a customer to go live. Um, Once we get customers to go live, it's less than 1% a month that churn out. and then, yeah, the expansion more than much more than makes up for that. Yep, I don't know the raw number.
1: Yeah, yeah. So call call that you know worst case twelve percent, right? Gro- uh, revenue churn annually, right? One one a percentage point a month.
0: Say it's probably closer to six.
1: Oh, so. great. Okay, fair enough. Um, so six percent, and then it sounds like again, if you're if you're pushing. Uh, you know, negative, you know, 2% a month, or that would be negative 24%. That's the same as saying 124% net revenue retention, which means your expansion revenue. There's got to be what about 30, 30 points. That's good. Your math
0: sounds reasonable, but
1: yeah. No, it's good. Talk to me about how you incentivize your sales team. Do you have CS reps that are quota carrying to drive more usage? No. So we
0: we're trying to figure this out. So both sales, we hired our first salesperson in um, September, So whatever that was, like eight months ago. Um, And, um, but it's not, we have no SDRs. um, And we didn't, we don't actually have a marketing team. My co-founder was running customer support, customer success. So he moved into starting marketing um, last month. Mm -hmm. So like, we've been just really product focused and reliant on word of mouth, which is not, you know, the long-term strategy. We want to have a sales and a growth strategy. It's just, We've been able to get away without it.
1: Yeah. Are yeah. you are you profitable today? Or are you burning? No, we're prof well, we so now that we took the money from lighter,
0: um, we'll dip into the negative uh this month, but for the entire last year we yeah. were profitable.
1: How we're aggressive prof- will you be in pursuing that growth? So like are you cool burning like 20 grand a month or a hundred grand a month? Like like obviously you're fully in growth, but how aggressive will you be?
0: Um and we're gonna burn all the money that we got from lighter. Um and then well, once we get down to a few months of runway, we'll decide what we want to do. But, you know, we're lucky enough that the we're growing fast enough that um, like to put on the brakes if we're starting to run out of capital, like we don't have to fire people, we just have to like stop hiring new people. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're going to play by yeah, air. We're not
1: But like how cool like, are you in terms of like how how cool are you cool with burning 50k a month since you just brought an 800 from lighter? Like I'm just trying to get yeah, your we're risk burn threshold. More than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In okay. The beginning, like our first, our max burn will probably be around 90 or hundred K as yep. we kind of mapped out what we gonna spend on one.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, that's fine. That, that, that's perfect. I mean, that makes perfect sense with, you know, you just got eight months of runway essentially right after you actually get to that burn level. Um, very good. And then what do you think that capital will help you get to once you deploy the 800 get K you grow, you let the system take shape. You think you can double the company, triple it.
0: I mean, we think we could mo- a little bit more than double without it. Um, we think we can... You, we're using that money to focus on some longer-term improvements. Um, so, yeah, it's not really focused on growth. We're not hiring salespeople or stuff like that. It's some more product stuff that we... Like, kind of long-term stuff we wanted to do. We just didn't have the... You know, what dealing with Short-term stuff is of course. takes all your resources. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Last question here on aggressiveness. So to bring in one of these new fifteen hundred dollar a month customers, I mean, are you are you are you, you know happy to pay one year of ACV to acquire them, or what payback period do, do you like to optimize for?
0: Yeah, so we don't like because we don't have that marketing organization. We don't. We haven't done any of those um, numbers. Like the lifetime value is probably really good with a negative net churn, um, and it's a decent customer size. But we haven't done the math. We also have to get those customers live, right? So, like, if we bring a customer in and they sign on the on the dotted line, but they don't actually go live, then like they're they're not going to generate any revenue. Well, you just else. don't
1: you just don't count them as a customer,
0: right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So we don't have those numbers. So you, We're not you, you really don't.
1: So that, that that I mean, that's so interesting. You you truly. I mean, some people like bullshit me. They're like, no, we really have no sales, no marketing. It's just like magic. We just like magically grow. We're not really sure how it happened, but we have a great product and it's word of mouth. I mean, that's you're that's basically what you're telling me
0: well it's not ideal because you can't
1: you can't push put the pedal metal.
0: yeah right exactly no so we're trying to figure out like we we, have, we haven't taken VC, but we get inbound interest sometimes uh usually we don't talk to them but sometimes there's someone who has a connection to us so we're <laughs> like all right we'll talk and why were you um, cool coming we'll, on
1: coming on my show by the way out of curiosity w- one more time why were you cool coming on
0: I don't know. You, you asked, you asked again. That's what I asked. I was like, fuck oh, it just Persistence, baby. Uh, yeah. That's basically all it was. Yeah. Uh, cause I usually don't do a lot. Um, this yeah, is so great, dude. You that, should
1: tell your story more.
0: Thanks. Yeah, so on the, when we talk to VCs, always that's the thing that I always tell them, which is like, yeah, you guys are saying we will give you a bunch of money. I don't know what I can turn that money into cause I don't have a formula for growth where X dollars equals Y customers. Yeah, I yeah. need to figure that out before I take any more serious money.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All right, man, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, Toby Luke from Shopify. Uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company besides Shopify?
0: Um, I, I like this tool called twist, which is kind of like a non-interrupting version of slack. Um, I like to have focused work. So I like twist
1: number four. How many hours of sleep you get every night?
0: We get a lot. I have a newborn, so not so much right now. I'm a four week old, but yeah, I'm good at getting like
1: eight, eight hours eight. usually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, and it sounds like married and one kiddo or do you have more? Three. I'm on my third, Ooh, three kids, so, the trilogy. Holy mackerel. one. how All are you? 39. All right, last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
0: My 20 year old self spent way too much time playing online video games. So, probably do a bit of less of that. Um, I think the other thing would be you have a lot of energy then. And I probably did a lot of work that was utterly useless at very low return just because I'm like, I'll just work and work and work. But I probably should have just spent a little more time like thinking when I didn't have anything really important to
1: do. Guys, there you have it. Ship Hero has gotten to a $5 million run rate on just $435,000 raised. Aaron, the founders put in $1.2 himself and they just took another $800K uh, from lighter capital, which is nice. Uh, again, growing rapidly here about, call it 2.5X year over year across 300 customers paying 1500 bucks a month. Founded in 2013. It might raise capital in the future, but only after Aaron figures out how to actually build a scalable sales organization. A lot of the growth today has been word of mouth, which is, again, a nice place to be. Aaron, thanks so much for taking us to the top.
0: Thank you.